welcome back to the Team Defence Information Podcast. Today we have the seventh and final instalment of our Lognet 18.2 presentations from Mr Jim Carter, Defence Commercial. Next speaker, Mr Jim Carter, the Commercial Director for the Supply Chain for the Ministry of Defence. Jim is Commercial Director Supply Chain, um, responsible for the overall supplier and market interface. Um, he leads the supplier management team and is responsible for delivering and embedding a new strategic supplier management approach across defence, transforming the MOD's supplier relationship and improving its broader industry engagement. Prior to this, he was Transformation Director in the Cabinet Office Government Commercial Function, helping improve the capacity and capability of commercial specialists across government. Jim has had a 20-year commercial career including Commercial Director at Network Rail, the UK's rail infrastructure provider, where his team procured and managed categories as diverse as ballast to business consultancy. And for this transformation work, he was uh, at Network Rail. Jim won the SIP Procurement and Supply Chain Professional of the Year Award in 2013. So Jim's going to speak to us today about what commercial is, how it has responded to the Modernising Defence Programme, and the acquisition review, and how to do business with defence. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jim Carter. Thanks very much. Is that on? Can you hear me okay? Uh, Afternoon, everyone. Uh, Yeah, Jim Carter, Commercial Director, Supply Chain. You know, when I was at Network Rail, I used to start these conferences feeling like I had to apologise for people's uh, journeys. I'm delighted not to to have to do that. anymore. Um, uh, So yes, I am going to uh, run through the agenda that Eddie outlined, a bit of an introduction to uh, Mod Commercial. Um, I'm fairly fairly new to defence as as I've said, but what an exciting exciting time to join. I mean, there's so much going on in commercial, and I think we have this real opportunity to grasp some of these opportunities in front of us. And a lot of that is tied into the modernising defence programme. So I'll talk a bit about the commercial functional plan. I'll try and translate that into what that means both for customers of commercial within the Ministry of Defence, but also the supply chain. I'll talk at a high level about the acquisition review that's underway, and also this programme I'm leading, the strategic uh, supply management programme. And more broadly, a review that we're doing into the fora that we use to interact with defence and uh, uh, with sorry with industry and how we're seeking to improve that. Uh, and finally, spending some time um, on on you know some practical ways of understanding you know, what what opportunities there are and what the team are doing to reach out to the to supply chain. Okay, so some <clears throat> some key facts, uh, and this sort of hopefully illuminates the magnitude of our procurement activity. So mod accounts for about 40% of, of government spend uh, with industry. We let around 1,400 new direct contracts a year, some of these in, you know, incredibly high value for very long duration, uh, sort of 25 uh, plus years. It's a helpful link to our equipment plan, but one of the messages, I suppose, this side as well is so much of our opportunity is, is at the sub-tier as well. So we have the very large sort of prime relationships, but actually the, uh, the opportunities through the extended supply chain are significant. 
Well, that's a, that, that last stat's a, you know, interesting. That one in 200 jobs in the UK are directly supported by a modest expenditure with industry, which I think is, is striking. And if I then uh, sort of go down a level into our procurement organisations, the diversity is staggering. I mean, I thought, yes, ba <laughs> ballast to business consulting is, <laughs> you know, two different ends of the spectrum. But the MOD buys everything that pretty much every other department buys, as far as I can work out. So whether that's running schools, hospitals, prisons, but we procure everything from uh, you know, nuclear submarines to boots and catering services, so all of the direct and indirect spend as well. So uh, a, hu you know, a huge diversity. So Defence Equipment and Support, obviously the largest procurement uh, organisation, spending about 14 billion of that, uh, 19 responsible for the by military equipment and supporting platforms through life, the Defence Infrastructure Organisation, managing the Defence Estate, which is the largest uh, landholder in the UK, uh, and buying hard and soft FM. And there's some exciting uh, you know, tenders out to market now around uh, refreshing our, uh, that estate. ISS, or Information Systems and Services, providing the MODS uh, technology services, or information services in the UK and to its deployed forces. And then, you know, the support we have from the Crown Commercial Service as a central government organisation that manages the procurement of common goods and services, for example, print services, travel and uh, consultancy. Uh, and uh, last and not least, the Defence Science and Technology Laboratory, uh, DSTL. Uh, so this is an executive agency sponsored by MOD. Uh, ensuring that innovative science and technology contribute to the defence and security of the UK through initiatives such as the Defence and Security Accelerator, which I think was on the agenda um, uh, earlier today. And there's also commercial, I mean, it's a very broad commercial team, obviously, in the MOD. Obviously, there are commercial uh, staff and commercial teams embedded in the, uh, the commands as well. So, if I focus a bit on how commercial is changing and some of the priorities for us. It echoes the, um, within the MOD, it echoes the language from sort of John Manzoni and Jeremy Hayward in terms of improvement. So improving commercial capability is one of the top three priorities for the civil service and it's a key uh, Ministry of Defence business priority as well. And we aim to raise that commercial professionalism across the MOD amongst our commercial specialists but also our uh, non-commercial staff. And, and actually, you know, attracting and retaining great talent into commercial roles has been a real focus for the last few years. We've developed, as a, as a wider government function, some quite attractive um, you know, offerings around learning development, around assessment and accreditation, around kind of talent moves for commercial staff that is attracting them into, into government and into the MOD. Uh, and that's, you know, we mentioned this chartered procurement awards earlier that won uh, the functional award um, early this year to attract people into these, um, uh, into these commercial roles. And we're benefiting, actually, um, in my own area from leveraging some of that government-wide uh, sort of knowledge and experience. So particularly in this, in this, final, um, this final bullet, we're drawing on some of the best practice around strategic supply management that the Cabinet Office have been deploying and you know, borrowing with pride and saying, right, how, does, how can we apply that? You know, recognising it needs to adapt to the MOD landscape, but how can we uh, apply that to our complex um, relationships within the MOD?
And I think, you know, taking a step back, I think it's, it, it's in all our interests, actually, whether you work in the MOD, MLD, MLD industry, it's in all our interests, I think, for the commercial professionals in government to be, you know, the very best they can be when you spend these significant sums, ultimately kind of we're all we're all, we're all taxpayers. So again that, that again that money spent in an efficient and effective way is in is in all of our interests. So the modernizing um, defence program uh, so yes a high level kind of review of the function was undertaken as part of uh, MDP um, and it picked up on some of these points I've raised around uh, opportunities to improve the capability and capacity of commercial through the functional model and the green light to bring in some more sort of senior roles uh, into the commercial team. Also the opportunity to improve our broader industry engagement, and I'll speak about that in a minute, and our strategic supplier management. Um, uh, and finally, following uh, a review of DNS, a broader an acquisition review was initiated to simplify and accelerate the overall system, which includes commercial, but also some of the other, um, some of the other functions. So coming back to that, to the second point around the capability and capacity challenge, that has been translated in uh, the <coughs> commercial into a sort of functional plan. That's got four key pillars that the whole of the commercial function in the MOD is kind of aligned behind. Those four pillars are people and capability, so making sure we have the right resources applied in the right uh, areas at the right skill levels, uh, risk and assurance, so um, building and improving our risk management processes to deliver um, uh, effective cross-commercial uh, um, cross ways of working, uh, really key one, processes, systems and information. Uh, so There's a big investment, actually, in some of our core commercial systems and business processes to improve those, to accelerate those, and to improve our management information, and then policy. So making commercial policy easier to understand, easier to use, and allowing delivery teams to deliver value for their customers. Um, and how those then translate into benefits both for customers and the supply chain are, are outlined here. So you know, we've, we've published that functional plan. I encourage you to to have a look at it, and it, and it draws together these, um, the opportunities with the aim of that bottom statement. You know, the mod commercial function will be the best performing and most effective in government. And the wider government vision is for the UK government commercial function to be the, uh, the best commercial function in the UK. So those are, those are linked. But I think picking out some of these, um, some of these benefits... So I definitely think this wider use of sort of self-service purchasing that can devolve tasks to the wider business and accelerate acquisition is a win that we need to um, deliver. And that reduction in commercial involvement in low-risk or low-value uh, procurements will lead to a more efficient and strategically focused function, actually. So that will uh, support the function improving. Um, I think making it easier to do business um, with defence, particularly for innovators for SMEs and non-traditional defence suppliers is important. Um, and I've been, what's, what's interesting actually, I've been, I've been uh, you know, getting out and about across the MOD and speaking to suppliers about this agenda and the strategic supply management agenda. And there's a, and there's a real sort of appetite. People are all kind of leaning in and saying this is, 
this is necessary and required. And in fact, actually, even in the MD, people are saying, Jim, we used to do this better, actually, in the past. It feels like we've kind of taken our off the ball and our priorities have maybe been elsewhere. So there's a real, there's a real appetite to it. And, and equally from the supply chain. So they're saying, actually, the MOD being more kind of consistent and coordinated and coherent in terms of its strategy with us, we, you know, we welcome that. We will lean into that. Um, which is good. So we have the sort of we have the executive mandate, but we have it almost like a mandate from the stakeholders to say, you know, let's drive drive through this, make it uh, make it successful. Just spend a second on the acquisition uh, review. So um, uh, this is Andrew Fazani, the government's chief commercial officer, has been tasked by the permanent secretary with a review of the total acquisition system across defence. Uh, so the aim is ultimately to save time and money and to improve the overall outcomes we get from uh, the equipment and support programmes. It is broader than just commercial, uh, and it represents an opportunity to review and improve the system in the context of the work we're delivering as part of that commercial functional plan I outlined. And these are the four areas that it's focusing on. So the operating model, the requirement setting process, um, uh, the acceleration of the approvals, uh, which can be quite time-consuming, and then an area very close to my heart in terms of contract and strategic supply management, uh, you know, the delivery and management of that, of that life cycle. So it's fairly early days in terms of that review, uh, but it's critical. Um, and actually, I'll come on to talk in a second about some of the ways we're changing the way we in interface with industry. And we see... Uh, particularly around the changes to the Defence Suppliers Forum, we see that as a vehicle through which to deliver some of this work, particularly where we have, you know, where we have um, a need to do a lot of stakeholder engagement or working groups. We have a, we have a kind of framework to deliver some of that uh, interaction. This might be challenging for the eyesight at the back of the room, so I'll, um, I will uh, just outline it quickly. So... Um, Big opportunity uh, endorsed by the Mod Executive Committee to improve our strategic supply management approach. So we had um, you know, a very small team actually focused on this at a, at a relatively junior level. So we're going to invest in a more senior uh, uh, role or different roles to support this activity. We're linking it very much, as I said, to the, uh, some of the Cabinet Office best practice, which has been managing cross-government um, suppliers for some time and is really starting to get some traction and to get some sort of alignment across, uh, across government. Um, and it's, and it's, this is a, an approach which is all around substance. So it's, it's not a kind of top-up... You know, these, these programmes can suffer from kind of a cosy chat syndrome. It's not about that. It's about delivering improvements, you know, at a kind of contract-by-contract contract level that flow up into an you know, overall a better relationship for both, uh, for both parties. So we're investing in the people, we're recruiting quite heavily to bring uh, uh, people in, you know, investing in that model and that approach. It needs to be kind of enduring and sustainable. It takes time to deliver this kind of um, improvement and get that strategic alignment. Um, this is a sort of conceptual slide that talks, I suppose, to that journey and it's worth saying that, um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to general, generalise. I know there are fantastic relationships and I know there's fantastic delivery by the supply chain every day. Uh, but when I speak to people about where on this kind of continuum, you know, we, we think we are as a client, 
I hear people say, actually, you know, I do see quite a lot at this sort of at this left-hand side. So the aim, every inch you track to the right there, is 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 improvement, um, so that you are, you know, you're in that position where you 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 jointly address issues, you continuously improve. There's deep trust. There's that strategic alignment, and that um, you know, it's all about that the, the win-win rather than feeling you know, quite adversarial, although you're falling back on, on these kind of painful negotiations. So it takes time to, to build that. It requires the Ministry of Defence to be more, um, more sort of consistent uh, through the whole organisation, from the top uh, across and down into the operational areas. Uh, but this is, the journey, uh, this is the journey that we're on. And it's actually moving. Um, you know, it talks a bit about uh, opinion and perception you know, the, one of the key things is really understanding at a real, uh, you know, forensic depth. Well, what is that? You know, what is that landscape? If we're taking one of our larger suppliers, you know, what is that entire contract landscape? And are we really clear on which of those contracts and programs that are operating really well, and those that uh, those that aren't? And for those that aren't operating effectively, aren't delivering, what are the kind of genuine root causes of that? When you have that sort of view, and we're clear as Ministry of Defence, in terms of the our direction, well, then you can engage with supplier in a new way and, um, and work together on those, on those improvement plans. Um, I raised some of the key suppliers that we're going to be uh, you know, working with as part of this partnering approach. That's not to say that other suppliers that aren't on this, this picture aren't important. They absolutely are. Um, uh, and, and, you know, the, the MOD and wider government has clear kind of treatment strategies in terms of, um, in terms of uh, those suppliers. But it's also about appropriateness. So um, you know, we're investing in people who will be dedicated, you know, one-to-one -one with some of the larger suppliers and clearly uh, with some of our smaller suppliers and the, our interactions with SMEs, for example, that would be a bit heavy in terms of that, those dedicated, um, dedicated resources. Uh, and I've mentioned before about those opportunities that extend through our, through our supply chain. So talk very quickly actually on this slide around this review of the Defence Suppliers Forum. So that was uh, kicked off by the Secretary of State who said that actually you know, the, the, the way that we are interacting with suppliers today is a bit, is a bit um, duplicative, a bit cumbersome. It's probably you know, more about a lot of people talking, but is it actually delivering a lot of um, you know, benefit to the industry. So we've reviewed that, we've rationalised the number of uh, four. This proposal is just sort of going through the final governance steps now. It's going to become more programmatic, so we're actually going to be working together on joint plans that we, we implement as an, in, as an industry. Uh, and it also is linked to a vision, uh, a vision that we've jointly developed. It's a sort of a, you know, it's a DSF and industry uh, and MOD joint vision. And it lays out it's a vision for sort of 2025. This will be coming out and being uh, publicised uh, in the next couple of months. Um, it lays out our kind of strategic intent. This is what we want uh, to... This is the kind of industry we want. But it also, and importantly, says, right, to achieve these joint goals, these are the things the MOD also needs to do. So we absolutely recognise that to achieve these... Um, these you know, bold statements around capability, around innovation, around value for money, around the use of SMEs, around all these things, 
well, actually, the MOD needs to do some things uh, differently as well. And that's set out in this document, uh, which will be coming out um, shortly. Uh, these suppliers equate to about, what you see here, equate to about two-thirds of our, of our overall um, spend. Um, and then, um, uh, finally, before we uh, are gonna open it up to uh, questions, um, so, you know, doing business with um, defence, we are we have a you know a, a dedicated team that is you know working full time on trying to improve our engagement uh, with smaller businesses and helping them find the opportunities to win defence business. The targets around SME uh, um, activity and SME spend are very publicly stated, and we need to do more. To, to drive and improve that. We have you know, SME action plans focused on uh, the behaviour and policy change we need. Um, it's also actually a bit about improving our reporting, uh, which comes back a bit to that sort of uh, process systems and information. So the penetration of um, uh, our, you know, our wider supply chain in terms of usage of SMEs through the multiple tiers is not where it needs to be, and we need collectively to, uh, to improve that. Um, some of these other uh, things on this list here are quite important. So our MOD uh, supplier portal um, provides a one-stop shop for potential suppliers to find information on contracting opportunities, market engage engagement events, and support to innovation and exports. There's been a change quite recently, so to, en to enhance that, to enable suppliers to advertise subcontract opportunities... Um, and market engagement events as well. So it's not just at the prime, it's at the sub-tier as well. We have our Twitter feed at Defence Procurement, which highlights upcoming opportunities. We've introduced webinars um, as an effective way to support. Um, and these, these simplified plain English short-form contracts for use in lower value, less complex procurement, and in, uh, improving our supplier onboarding as well, which is another area of focus. Now... You know, there's quite a lot there. I'd also, I'd also say, you know, that the gov.uk, in terms of huge, lots, uh, huge amounts of material, particularly supporting you know, SMEs and others around how to interact with government, it's, it's you know, there's a, stag there's a staggering amount there actually in terms of, in terms of support. So if you haven't, if if that's of interest and you, if you haven't explored that, I would encourage you um, to do so. So that is a bit of a rattle, uh, 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 a whistle-stop tour of the commercial landscape. Um, you know, there's lots of change afoot. That's the that's the sort of key message I think I want to leave you with. The modernised defence programme, the improvements in the commercial function, which will have those knock-on benefits, the acquisition review, improving our strategic supply management, as well as our industry engagement. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be a profoundly different type of relationship. Uh, you know, uh, over time. Uh, and we will look to drive you know, that, that value from those spend figures that I uh, described and outlined earlier. But thank you uh, for that. I'm very happy to have any questions. Jim, thank you very much indeed.